right, everybody. Welcome to the inaugural recording of uh, Movie Misfits podcast. Our guest today is Billy Pendinger, singer, songwriter, human being extraordinaire. Hi, hi, Billy. Hi. <laughs> and of course, my co-host is Charlie Marr. Charlie, say hi. Hi, Charlie. <laughs> so, Billy, how have you been? How's the quarantine treating you? Pretty good, pretty yeah. good. Don't Is have it? to see anybody, so that's going great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the upside to it, isn't it? I um, I want to have you on today because we were going to talk about a little bit about we're going to talk about a bunch of things as this goes on. Uh, but the first thing we wanted to bring up was you were talking to me about uh, we've actually done this with you. The let's watch a movie together. Yeah, which has been kind of a big thing for you during this whole pandemic. Um, how? I would go so far as to say that it's the only thing during this <laughs> pandemic. I have it on good authority. You're doing some gardening, too. <laughs> That's right. And you gave me uh, 45 minutes notice to that this was going to be video as well as audio. So I had time to put on makeup, but not time to shower. See, Charlie, you had no excuses. I have no makeup, either. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get them next time. Yeah, we will. All right. But so- yeah, every night for the last... I was going to check, something like 182 days, we've watched a movie from our own homes and just pressed play at the same time every night, and it's kind of like hanging out without actually having to see anybody. Which is my favorite way to hang out. Mm-hmm. So how do you, Charlie and I were talking about this off the air, how do you decide to watch a movie that's going to make everybody happy? Uh, You win some, you lose some. So since day one, we've had this thing called The List, which is just whenever you think of a movie, you add it to the list. Okay. And at one point, we had like four four months of movies laid out. Every once in a while, someone will be like, aren't you worried you're going to run out of movies to watch? And, it, <laughs> no. and if we if we ever exactly. get to that point, we can just start over at right. the beginning of the list. I don't think um, there's an end of the movies. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, the, I mean, series like trilogies alone, yeah. you know, think about it. That's like a month worth of movies just to watch like the Lord of the Rings <laughs> and Star Wars. And <sighs> you guys did the Star Wars thing, didn't you? We didn't watch the prequels. That's not a bad that, That's fair. Right. <laughs> I'm with Charlie on that. So you that's didn't watch the I'm crappy say ones. That's that. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah. So did you watch the standalones? Called... Yes. Yes, we kind of watch them in order a little bit. But yeah, we, so people will add something to the list. And really the only like moderation is I try to make sure that there's a couple things that are on streaming sites mm-hmm. and a couple things that you would have to rent. Mm-hmm. Now, I can't stop anybody from being a pirate, but I don't mm-hmm. personally um, <laughs> I don't personally do that. But we, we, if, if you aren't a pirate, you, uh, you can get to know one. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So that's really the only thing is like sometimes we'll have a list of just like all the movies that we grew up on. But they're all, you can't get them on a streaming service. Yeah. So they get kind of pushed back. And have there been movies that were perfect and movies that failed? I mean, how's it been through all of them that you've been doing? Right. So the best movies are the movies that we've already seen because we kind of know what's coming up, uh, especially if they're movies from our childhood that, you know, we we have an attachment to or memories And they're quotable. Right, so we can we can kind of just like make fun of eras gone by. Yeah. Well, and, that, and also I I would think that you can just like from the one I kind of lurked at. Um, 
<laughs> but the benefit that occurred to me of having already seen the movie is then you can really pay more attention to the conversation that's going on. Yes. And don't feel like right. you have to concentrate because I know what's going to happen here. So. Right. Right. A lot of times, if I'm a little on the quiet side, it's because I'm trying to actually watch the movie. <laughs> wow. Go figure. Well, I will say that the uh, movie that you watched last night, Blade Trinity, did not require a lot of mental acuity. To, you know? <laughs> That's probably the nicest thing you've said about it so far. Well, well, I remember, so for everybody listening, we watched the movie with, with Billy last night. It was the Blade Trinity movie, which I love because I love Jessica Biel and Ryan Reynolds. But you told us at one point that it was a two-hour movie as we were watching it. And as I'm watching this movie, I'm like, okay, that's the second music montage they've had. They could have cut those things. And each one was like 20 minutes. There was a 20-minute stairs where they were going up and down the stairs fighting. And I'm like, they could have cut that. And they could have made this movie like 90 minutes and I'd be... Well, the good news is we have a <laughs> we have a tradition when there's a montage, you have to get up and you have to do the hokey pokey or the macarena. Macarena, yeah. Yeah, so that's a good way to pass the time <laughs> if you kind of can foresee that there's going to be a long montage that you don't really need. Right. I love right. that you wait till like the montage is almost over though. And you're like, oh, was that a montage? I didn't quite catch that. <laughs> <laughs> I still do it. So, I mean, it's kind of a new one. So sometimes it takes me a second to be like, oh yeah, I'm supposed to do something right now. Charlie, can you, you do just the like, I was going to say, I, it's a good thing I didn't get caught in that wait. loop because I don't know that I have the recall anymore to do that. Wait, I'd have to study. Yeah. Just just get up, do anything, do some sit-ups or push-ups or something. <laughs> right. Uh, Char- Charlie, Charlie's, Charlie's all about the, the sit-ups and push-ups. <laughs> Walk in one spot. <laughs> Walk to the fridge and get a beer. That's yeah, what Charlie does. Grab a beverage. That's, that's right. It. Right. So the, the, the thing I noticed when I was looking at this, because I've, I've joined you guys for several of the movies, um, and it's either movies I've seen or movies that I don't really care if I miss something, primarily because of conversation. Yeah. Um, but then when I see a movie that I really want to watch, I'll watch it, and I'll do just like Charlie. I'll lurk. I don't want to talk to you guys. <laughs> I just want to be left alone and watch it, or I'll watch it on my own. Um, right. Because I hate, I, hate when I'm, I hate people who talk to me during movies. Ah, interesting. So, but we can all agree that movies can be a communal or a collaborative thing, right? We, yes. Hey, do, hey, do you want to watch a movie tonight? Yeah. You know, you don't have to do that by yourself. You can. At about the two-month mark of this, people started getting busy and acting like it was over. And I kind of had this moment of, okay, well, maybe we stop at one point. And then I realized, look, people are going to get busy and people are going to live their lives in whatever capacity that they choose. But I want this to be a place where if you have nothing else to do or even if you're having a bad day. So you pointed out that, like, yeah, we're watching a movie, but mainly we're hanging out. You know, like if anything, I know that those people are going to be there and we can all check in. And I can't tell you the amount of times that I know we're really not watching the movie. It's like a, it's like group therapy. It's like a small right. group. <laughs> well, I mean, like Charlie, I was telling Billy yesterday, I said, some of these movies, I'll throw the movie on on my computer and I'll have my PS4 on and I'm playing video games and I'll have my phone over here to the side and I'm chatting. And, you know, it's, she's right. It's, it's, it is kind of. It's a lot less isolated. Well, we're we're all part of a multitasker generation, right? Like, if I'm watching a movie by myself, I'm probably doing something on my phone anyways. Yeah. 
you know, where like that's kind of how we all are operating, whether you have somebody right beside you or you're completely alone, like Pizza and I have been for the last six months. Um, we're, I mean, on, the, we're on our phones anyways. I mean, Pizza's not the worst company to have. I love that Pizza has his own throne, by the way. Her. She's, Wait, she's pizza's a, a girl, girl, yes? Dog, yeah, that's right. Yeah. She's a girl. I P- thought so. Pizza's feminine. Pizza would be masculine. <laughs> right. And while it was pandemic-driven, I think one of the advantages of the online with a chat vehicle watching a movie together is that, this is the other thing that occurred to me last night, is that I I could make the choice of when to pay attention right. to the chat or the movie or to do other things like that, where back in the, the good old days when we went to movie theaters with our friends... Yeah. yeah, that's Rudy and I share the same annoyances for like there's certain movies. It's like you guys are my friends, but don't talk. Nobody talk to me. Either don't talk or get out of here. Yeah. Uh, so the last couple weekends we've been watching uh, cartoons on Sunday or Saturday morning. And today we we decided to watch the third Pirates movie, and it's like three hours long. So unbeknownst to anybody, I got about 5,000 steps just walking around my garden like while I'm watching the movie, right? <laughs> Every once in a while I think of a one-liner and like run into now. my house and like, you know. Yeah. So. so, okay, so here's the question I have. Because Charlie and I were talking about this and, and just the challenge of watching a movie that everybody's going to walk want to watch together or not watch together. You're an artist. Um, you paint, you write music, you sing, you teach music. You're kind of amazing in that. But I know that you've done a lot of collaborative work with other artists. And the challenge to me would seem to be almost the same in that you have to find something where it's going to jive with both of you. But the difference is with a movie that you're watching, you can check out. If you're trying to create something with someone else, you kind of both need to be, I don't know what the word is, but invested, I guess, in this. And there's going to be times when you're not going to find common ground, right? How do you get through something like that? Uh, Okay, so there's two parts of this, I guess. Um, When you're first starting something, collaborating with anybody is hard because you're so much more invested than, say, when you've written 200 scripts or 200 songs. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. So what I think is a battle I want to fight is going to pop up more often than if I've already kind of, you know, made a a bulk of work that I'm happy with. So I think the the first thing, if you want to be happy in a collaboration, is, like, still keep your creative process going by yourself. Because if I'm sitting in a room with somebody and I've never written anything, as soon as they have any input, you know, I'm going to go, well, that doesn't go with my instincts, right? Mm. So you have to choose your battles. It's like, you know, if, I, if I'm happy to think of half of the ideas, I have to be happy with letting you think of the other half, right? right? And I think there's a power that comes with just doing it over and just doing something a lot. Yeah, I think we, so, Rudy and I kind of accidentally got there in, in the very beginning. We we have very different styles of how we would very, work or write a yeah. screenplay. And we didn't try to change the other. We just said, I'm going to, when it's my go time, I'm going to do my thing my way. And then respect that he's going to take it and do with it his way. And we yeah. had battles, as you always do, but... In the end, you come together, and I think it is exactly what you were saying. It's because 
you stay true to your own process and what works for you. Right. You're just and then the, opening yourself to somebody else's. Totally. So the, the, this, the second thing that goes entire is basically the, the first thing of like choosing your battles. The sooner you kind of know who you are mm-hmm. or what your, you know, what your biggest priorities are. Right. Mm-hmm. So they, they go hand in hand. It's like, if I've already done a, a bunch of my own creative stuff, I'm not going to be as picky about winning every single creative fork in the road, right? So how do you decide what hill you're willing to die on, I guess? Um, Don't don't give him too much information. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Work with good... Work with good people, work right. with people that you trust, and and you really will never have a problem that you can't get over. Right. Right? Like I think that... Oh, well, go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, if you work with people you trust, you'll never need a contract. You'll never, you know, you'll never have a disagreement you can't overcome. Yeah. Right. So, have you ever had to... I mean, when you get... If you get to a point where you think, okay, I'm at the point where this is either we have to change something or I have to walk away from it. Have you gotten to that precipice and how do you handle that? Absolutely. Uh, time. Walking away is the best thing that you can do. A lot of times something I was super invested in or involved in, just kind of leaving it on a hard drive for a couple weeks. Yeah. You know, go do something else, whether it's make a cup of coffee or sit on it for a month. Yeah. Chances are when you go back to it, it's nothing like what you thought it was. Yeah. It wasn't that big of a deal or it wasn't that... A lot of times it wasn't that bad. Like uh, for years I've been meeting with this same songwriter group once a week. Right. And sometimes we finish a full song. Sometimes we don't... Sometimes we just hang out and, you know, talk. That's about it. Yeah. Um, But every time I walk away from an idea, by the time I get back, what I thought was important... It's like you hear it like a stranger. You hear it like another person would hear it for the first time. You don't remember why it was such a big deal or why it felt so important important in that moment. Right. You hear that, Charlie? <laughs> <laughs> just walk away. I walk away for weeks at a time all the time. <laughs> it's, it's just funny because Charlie and I, we, we were, we've done this now for a couple months, three months, we, we, you know, we, we wrote one full screenplay. We finished it, registered at the Writers Guild. We've gotten it submitted to a couple of competitions. We have wow. two more that we are currently working on. And we have had a couple of, of those knockdown drag out fights where I think, and I'm not telling secrets, I think Charlie and I both were like, dude, is it really worth this much headache? And we mm-hmm. did exactly, without thinking or without saying that's what we're doing, we're just going to like, we paused and a couple of weeks, three weeks later, we come back and it's like, okay. And I think you're right, at least from, my, my, from where I am. I think you're absolutely right. I think there was the looking at it from the distance. I think for me, what helps too is having Samantha, my, my wife, for those of you listening. Mm-hmm. I have the dog and he pretty much <laughs> takes my side. <laughs> but that's what works for me. Yeah. You said it. It's like nobody wants to be wrong. Everybody wants the feeling of, of getting it right. I mean, I see this as a coach all the time. It's like the biggest failure is just being afraid of making a mistake. So when you always have to be right and you can't back down, you know, that's where most of the, the, the friction is going to come from because you have, to, you have to take a step back and pass the baton. Yeah. Where'd you go, Rudy? 
Yeah, Rudy checked out for a week or a month, as, as you recommended. Uh, I was going to add that the other thing for me, what he was, what Rudy was talking about earlier, um, what kind of made it work is when we did have the knockdown drag out after kind of the dust had settled and whether I had won or lost or whatnot, it was actually reassuring to me that we had had that because it's like otherwise... I'd be questioning, do I care enough about this project? Does he care enough about this project? But by virtue of having those battles, we kind of proved to each other that we want to do something good here, um, even when we're disagreeing on what something good is. Right. Man, Danny Elfman and Tim Burton, you know, the classic combination. They didn't talk for years. They didn't work together for years. Yeah. But as long as you can get over it. You know, there's got there's got to be that moment where you decide it was worth it. So as fate would have it, I did disappear. Uh, my computer crashed trying to record video and audio. Uh, I thought I lost everything, so we re-recorded the entire episode. So I want to thank Billy for her patience and kindness and being willing to do that. Uh, but as it was, I was able to salvage what we had recorded originally. So what you're going to get from here on out is what was my favorite part of the second recording. So enjoy, and thank you for your patience, Billy. I really appreciate it. Bye. All right. So, Billy, you were saying? All right. So in the spirit of this collaborative kind of thing, um, I think there are, there are two points that can be helpful. The first being... When you have a bulk of work in your past, um, there's a certain power to that because you've already got a chance to, I guess, get the most, most of your battles out of the way. So you've had a chance to say everything the way that you would say it mm-hmm. already. Okay. So the, the minute you get into a room with somebody else, like nobody wants to be wrong. Nobody right. wants to fail or lose and that's what collaborating is. You can't be wrong all the time. It can't always be your idea. So, right. you know, the moment that you're opening yourself up to that, you have to already kind of be in a place where you're okay to, you know, choose your battles and lose some. Right. Um, now, the other side of that is, and it goes in completely in line with the first part, is the sooner you knew, you know who you are and what's important, right. that's just going to make that whole world that much more enjoyable, right? Because you know what to walk away from and what exactly does it matter what color this person's hair is to me? Right. No, it doesn't. But if I don't have any experience, you know, being wrong and letting somebody else win, I'm not going to know what is important to me. So you know, it's really important to me that our main character, you know, doesn't have this character trait because that is like part of my end game, big goal life plan right Right. so that's one i can't let go of um and then those the little things they come and go so when you have a collaborative effort going on with someone have you gotten to a point where you are kind of at that precipice where it's like i can't do this with this person anymore or you know i have to or you're at least at that point where you're considering either I can't do it or I have to figure out a way to do something different with this person because I feel like I'm bashing my head up against a wall, which is how I'm sure Charlie feels dealing with me every <laughs> friggin' day. Never. <laughs> and what do you do when you get admit. to a point to that? Yeah. Have t- you 
Time. Time is the answer. And this comes from working on your own as much as working with somebody else. We've all been in that place where we're not sure if what we made is good. We don't know if we even like what we're doing. But sometimes if you just put it down for a second, a week, a month, walk away, go do something else, make a coffee. (laughs) Yeah. Um, By the time you come back, you're you're seeing it like a stranger would see it, which is, which is really more realistic, right? Right. When you're knee deep in something and so attached to every part of it, that's not how the general population is going to see or hear that. Right. So it's actually, it gives you that scope of seeing it in a more realistic way, which I, and, you know, forgive and forget whatever the altercation was. (laughs) (laughs) So you'd say that not, I, I would assume then having worked with other people uh, and actually creating something with other people that there's friction has to play into it. I, I mean, you just, I mean, unless you're both the exact same person, friction has to play into it. And I think Charlie would agree that there is, there's some sort of a value in that. It's almost like a, you take a knife and a whetstone and you sharpen it. And one of you is the whetstone sometimes, and sometimes one of you is the knife, but you, you know, you have an idea you think it might be the greatest thing in the world. The other person will take it apart and objectively look at it and tell you what sucks about it. And you have to park your ego. Um, mm. and, and that, I think, is the hardest part. At least it's, it seems like it would be. Although, Charlie, Charlie, you, I don't think we've had our egos be an issue, have we? Not, I mean, I think they were bruised at times. Yeah. <laughs> but we had pretty much stated from the outset that we weren't, that we were, were going to, leave them at the door, so to speak. And, and, you know, cause otherwise, why are you bothering to collaborate if, if you're only about getting your way? And I think the two things that I took a lot from what we went through, um, was one, the fact that we had these arguments what meant we were both invested in what we were doing and cared about what we were doing. So it actually was yeah. a positive to the whole process. And had it been a completely seamless, easy thing, I would have been more worried of, you know, it's sucking. Yeah. Is it any good? <laughs> or yeah. do we just think that, you know, our shit doesn't stink? I mean, you know. Right. The, so. And I, and I mean, we have had a couple of, of those where we're just, you know, either we're screaming at each other or we're just, you know, at our wits end. And we, we just walk away, like you said. And I think the most interesting, that the, for me, I think that the best thing I have is I trust Charlie um, and I have someone I can sit here and tell, you know, I need to vent and I can vent to my wife and I can tell her, Charlie sucks. He's a jerk. <laughs> he's doing this. He's doing that. And well, what's he doing? Let me tell you all of the ways in which Charlie sucks. And she's going to be like, honey, honey, Charlie doesn't suck. He's you making suck. you better. You <laughs> suck. Yeah. <laughs> and I pay her handsomely. <laughs> Here's a wild card for you. Um, here's something. So you guys have just finished something. You finish a screenplay. Like most Correct. people, most collaborative efforts don't even get to that point. Um, wow. So here, here's, you know, something else to throw into the mix. Um, when you have that bulk of work to look upon, when you can uh-huh. sit back and say, okay, we have, this, this is finished. As a creative person, we, do, as you alluded to, we don't always know what the hell we're talking about. We, just because we made it doesn't mean mm-hmm. we know what's good. And part of why so few of us accomplish or finish anything is we're editing, we're critiquing ourselves as it's happening. As we go. So yeah. imagine this world, you know, you've already 
completed one thing, you're probably working on the next thing. At yeah. some point, that idea is going to be out there in the world, and it's not up to you whether it's good or not. It's up to the rest of the world. They're, you know, they're going to decide for you. Yeah. Well, they better like it or I'm going to be really sad. <laughs> so that's either up. incredibly <laughs> inspiring or terrifying. Intimidating as hell. Yeah. That was, I mean, because yeah. Rudy and I had had the conversation previously. Is if what, you know, if we produce three, four, five, six of these things and nothing, nothing comes of it. And yeah, I'll be disappointed in that. But already, even on the one we're done, I will ultimately walk away with this, whatever success we do or don't have, proud of our creation. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I think we can leave it there. Billy, what else have you got going on besides your podcast, which is brand spanking new? And I loved it. Well, it was just short because I just wanted to do like a little intro, but right. um, I'm going to have. Yeah. So this week we've got Andy Hawkins. I produced his last EP. He was supposed to do his next full length. And then somebody here in Alabama called Keaton, uh, two people at different stages in their career. Andy was 30 something, decided he wanted to be a singer songwriter. Keaton has been releasing music since his 20s. So they're kind of in the, in the same world, but have a different perspective. Yeah. Um, and then after that, we're hanging out with some of the people that watch uh, movies and movie club quite regularly because they Ooh. all are like self-employed we've got a professional piercer we've got somebody who makes fur suits <laughs> made to order mascot costumes <laughs> that's a job that's a job wow. and that's they're amazing. so amazing so yeah next month we're watching a month of scary movies and they've each picked their own week of movies so we're going to talk awesome. about what they do in their lives and also why they picked those movies very cool and do you have any new music coming out nope hell no <laughs> There's too much good stuff on TV. That's right. All right. What's your website for everybody? Uh, BillyTheKidOnline.com. All right. Thank you, Billy. Thank, Thank you. you. It's good talking to you. Hon. You too. All right. All right. Well, that does it for this episode of the Movie Misfits Podcast. Thanks, Awesome Nerds, for joining us. Huge thank you for Billy. Uh, you coming on the show and for your patience. Holy moly. Please do go check out our website, BillyTheKidOnline.com. Buy her music, buy her artwork. Special thank you to Todd Downard. He's our musical director, and he's the one who put together that song that you hear playing on Live Wild and on and on. This episode and every episode, written, produced, directed by yours truly, Rudy Martinez, and my partner in crime, Charlie Marr. Charlie, you make me look good. Do join us next week. We have Michael Casey coming in. Michael is a scientist, a magician, and a music video director. And really, he's just an amazing guy. One thing that we're going to make a rule around here is we are not going to have assholes on our show. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>